Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. You're listening to the best of the Rob Carson Show. Highlights of Rob's best interviews, commentary, and comedy. Going to get into a little bit about... uh, the governor of New York, and what an incredible, uh, how do I say that? Do I say this with that filter? Douchebag he is, uh, and how he uh, ended up, uh, his policies killed a lot of people, and he also was a rabid sexual harasser. It's been exposed, but in the meantime, a little uh, throat clear, a little uh, palate cleanser from our former president who absolutely kicks butt something I put together with uh, with a friend of mine named Sean Farish, who is a great Trump impersonator that will make your day. This goes out to Nancy Pelosi, crying Chuck Schumer, and all the other career politicians in the fake news. Kick, kick, kick. You woke November 4th, they call President Joe. Fake news said yes, but we all knew no. But one year in and Biden's gone way left. His reign is based on lies and government theft. You've got to fight for the right of the party when you think about it. You've got to fight for the right of your party. Singer and Liz Cheney Kicking them out is a no-brainy The stupid GOP needs to be reinvented In Democrats' heads, I live freely rented You've got to fight For the right of the party and the right that you have as Americans, big, beautiful people, I have to say, you've got to fight. I'll be back in the White House more sooner than later. Of all the presidents, there has been no one greater. Pelosi's going down and so's the miserable squad. We will end their tyranny.
journey, so help me God. We've got to fight for the right of the party, okay? We've got to fight so hard, fight like hell, fight like hell. When I am back in the White House, we party, okay? And we're going to party like it's 2016. The Clinton campaign is going to be crying again. It's going to be great. Check with the Young Turks is going to be melting down. It's going to be a sight to see. Fantastic things, believe me. You've got to fight for the right of the party. I am Donald Trump, and I approve this message. See you in 2024, if not sooner. Believe me. We start with a guest who I uh, constantly uh, follow on social media. That's nothing creepy. I just really love uh, hearing what he's up to as far as investigations of the swamp and using his organizations to go after swamp dwellers. Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch joins us on the phone. Hello, sir. How are you today? Hey, good to be with you. Thanks for having me on again. Great to have you on. First of all, let me tell you, I'm on uh, this Nutrisystem thing. Because every time I, I see you online, I'm like, God, I think we're about the same age. We're both in our mid-30s, right? Yeah, exactly. It's been tough for me to go from working in and out, you know, to working at home. And, and, and you're, you're kind of an inspiration that way, you know. You, 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 so anyway. Mm, well, that, I like my Pop-Tarts, too. Don't worry about it. God bless him. God bless him. Well, let's talk um, about the January 6th hearings and this new uh, group that want to go after people like Steve Bannon. Do you feel like any of the narrative around January the 6th is unraveling? I know you had mentioned and Nancy Pelosi had commented about why they're not releasing the footage from inside the Capitol. I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on that. And then also, do you think that you're making any headway? Well, we're in court, which is more more than what uh, Congress is doing to, quote, investigate one six. I mean, everyone knows that the Pelosi investigation is partisan and corrupt. It's literally a one-party investigation. Yeah. I know they put a few Republicans there, but they were appointed by Democrats. So there's no minority representation. So it's inherently corrupted and abusive. And, uh, you know, them wanting to jail Steve Bannon three minutes after they gave him a subpoena, uh, rhetorically speaking, mm-hmm. uh, it just shows you where they're at. And at the same time, as you highlight, they're hiding information about what really happened on January 6th in the sense of, you know, give us the videos. We want the videos of 1-6. What happened? Tell us what the videos show. And, of course, there are 14,000 hours of videos, and we're in federal court against the Congress for that. Capitol Hill police are telling us they're, quote, they aren't public records. And even if they were, the public interest in January 6th is that way. They're interested in keeping them secret. So it's the most important thing that's ever happened in American history since the War of 1812. But we can't get one second of video on the law from Pelosi's Congress. Well, I um, immediately thought that the January 6th uh, insurrection was suspect because uh, even Republican pundits were willing to self-flagellate and say, oh, this is we don't condone this and we don't do this. And, uh, and, and they just really uh, it was it was overplayed. It was kind of like uh, COVID being the worst pandemic since uh, the Black Plague. And whenever you get that kind of reaction, it makes me go, OK, there's something not right here. There's something not right here. Honestly, none of this to me, pass muster. 
Well, there are a group of people who assaulted police. That's inappropriate. There are a group of people who entered the Capitol, shouldn't have entered the Capitol in the sense that they should have known that it was illegal. That was inappropriate. And, you know, those folks are being prosecuted. Others are being prosecuted, in my view, inappropriately, too, for, you know, being at the wrong place at the wrong time and and not, in my my view, demonstrating uh, much evidence they, they should be prosecuted. Uh, so, I mean, no one disputes that assaulting police officers is wrong. And uh, that got out of hand. And we just have documents that show, you know, one of the reasons that security situation evolved there as quickly as it did was because the Capitol Hill Police, which is run by the Pelosi operation, failed to provide necessary security. And they had warnings that something, uh, they were going to have significant crowds there. We just got the documents, we released them yesterday. Mm-hmm. Park police said that we expect large portions of the crowd. And, you know, when I, they, by that time, they were estimating 20,000 people, at least at one of the events, would break off and go to the Capitol. They're expecting the crowd from the rally to go to the Capitol. And they didn't have the police presence or security necessary to protect the Capitol. And when you have a, an air of weakness, uh, that's where, when crowds get out of control, uh, stuff, bad things happen. You know, my view, riots, to the degree their riots often happen because of poor political decision-making by the politicians who run law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about Merrick Garland and what's going on with regard to sicking the FBI on parents who want to protest at uh, meetings. Seemingly a knee-jerk reaction from a, a letter sent to the president from a, a left-leaning political group. Uh, what are your thoughts on Merrick Garland, not only his, his memo, but also what happened yesterday on Capitol Hill with him being questioned? Well, it's pretty clear he's been captured by the radical left. I mean, he had a reputation in this city for being relatively moderate. You know, he was a liberal judge to me, but, you know, he, you know, all the judges are seemingly professional on the bench, and he's a nice man. Uh, but he came into the Department of Justice and is running it worse than Eric Holder did in terms of him being, uh, being willing to use his agency in the FBI uh, to intimidate um, American citizens, and namely parents trying to protect their children by exercising their First Amendment God-given rights. This is the problem we have with the Justice Department. It's a, it's a sort of Damocles. The FBI has a sort of Damocles hanging over our civil liberties. I don't know, you know, after what they did to Trump, why would he expect the same gang that comes back and controls government again would behave any differently? Have you ever seen anything like this? Um, I know we've heard. I, I wasn't uh, alive. Yes. Um, yes. You have? Okay. We saw it during the Obama administration when they used the yeah. IRS to suppress an entire political movement Yes. that could, could have resulted in President Obama losing his second term. Tom, what did you take out of the investigation into the FBI uh, with regard to collaborating with the Clinton campaign to obtain the Pfizer warrant? We've got some new information on that. One person being indicted who used to work for Perkins Coie. What do you think is going to happen there? Are there bigger things yet to come with regard to that investigation? Well, I hope so. I've been a big critic of Durham uh, because I hadn't seen evidence that he was doing a serious investigation. But now I have, right? Yeah. (laughs) Grand jury subpoenas, people testifying, that's what we wanted evidence of after years. Uh, So if this report, or excuse me, if this uh, indictment is the end, then that's bad news. Mm -hmm. If it's the beginning, which I suspect it's probably, you know, if not the beginning, in the the middle, uh, it's better news.
for at least for those of us who want accountability and justice. Well, you would, you would think, you would think. Um, uh, but to me, I just feel like we've reached a, a boiling point in the country. Uh, I think the, the latest straw was uh, Merrick Garland going after parents at school board meetings and his close ties with his son-in-law, who actually peddles his company, Pedals CRT, which is what um, what parents are, one of the things that they're protesting against. Plus, also this cover-up of the school board in uh, Loudoun County of uh, two sexual assaults. Um, where do you suppose this goes as far as the school board in Loudoun County and like-minded counties like this? Well, particularly Loudoun County, because we actually have a, a, a cover-up of a sexual assault. What do you suppose is going to happen? Yeah, you know, my thinking is uh, there'll be political consequences that will be significant. Uh, it's in many ways the most significant organic grassroots organizing that's taking place for, related to that issue. Obviously, Loudoun County's most recently in the news simply because it's close to D.C., yeah. It's going on in school districts across the country. Yeah. Uh, I think the left may have taken a step too far uh, in their uh, communization of the schools and targeting children with racist Marxist uh, dogma. And uh, kids don't, you know, parents don't like politics in the schools. And yeah. uh, that's something that unites parents of all political stripes other than the radicals. And, and they're in a low and they're in a minority. And, you know, we'll see how that works politically. But, you know, my view it's a rule of law question. It's not a policy debate. It's racism, and it's illegal, and it's discriminatory, and it's illegal, and it needs to stop. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Tom Fenton with Judicial Watch. One other thing, um, we have a giant caravan of illegals heading up there in southern Mexico now. Uh, it doesn't appear that the Biden administration is going to do anything about it. Um, the uh, uh, stay in Mexico policy has been upheld by the Supreme Court. Uh, but uh, I guess Biden, for some reason, is able to prevent that from taking effect until after these people arrive. Why is that the case? Oh, because they, they don't believe in borders. I mean, how else? Yeah. What else would you say when you have the administration stop building a wall? And when caravans like this arrive, they are given bus tickets for the interior of the United States. Yeah. And so, you know, you have the Obama, excuse me, the Biden administration <laughs> operating uh, as part of the human smuggling operation, in effect, uh, that, we're see that we're witnessing right now. I mean, that, that's... That's about as organic a movement as a plastic straw. <laughs> well, considering these uh, these people have smartphones and they've got. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I mean it's it's or it's, it's organized and you know I guarantee you you're going to find taxpayer money being used to subsidize some of the groups helping. Oh, yeah. It's just a matter of figuring out how it's done. Absolutely. Now um, you obviously are working on January the sixth. You're in court for that. Anything else on your plate right now? We're trying to save our elections. There you go. What's going to happen in Virginia? What's going to happen in Virginia on Monday? I don't know, um, but we uh, citizens should um, participate in the elections either by voting or by monitoring them as the law allows. Figure out what the law allows and, and participate that way. Um, you know, if you're upset the way elections are run, understand how the process is done, and um, you know, participate more directly in it. You can't. You know, someone has to run the elections. And uh, someone has to monitor elections. And if you don't like the way it worked last time, we'll get more closely involved so you um, are in a position uh, to protect the vote. Well, I'm sure that Stacey Abrams flew in to uh, campaign for Terry McAuliffe because she's a very popular figure. 
I'm yeah, really so, going to put know, him over the top. I don't take a position, although I may have personal <laughs> views on who should win or who shouldn't win. Yes, yes, I'm yes, yes. always concerned, though, that the process be something that the American people can have confidence in. In 2020, Amen. a good portion, as you know, more than half, or depending on how you count them, weren't satisfied that the elections were run pop properly, and they thought the result was tainted as, as a result. And I hope that doesn't happen in Virginia again. The Washington Post, I don't know if you saw it today, the uh, Post had a story today talking about how all these conservatives are going to be poll watchers. Yes. Of course, you know, they're very nervous about that. And I thought that's <laughs> wonderful news because that's what in our American democracy, Americans concerned about elections should be doing. They should be watching the polls as the laws allow for. All right. Dom, I greatly appreciate your time today. It's a real treat. Uh, judicialwatch.org, judicialwatch.org. Make sure to make it a favorite and check it every day. And also, Tom, really enjoy your Twitter feed as well. Have a glorious weekend, my friend. You too, and congratulations. Thank you, my friend. There are a lot of people in this country who have not gotten the vaccine. 80 million people have not gotten the vaccine. People around the country, or around the country, around the world, are marching in uh, mass against COVID uh, mandates. So... I would assume that there would be enough questionable intelligence about why is the government pushing this on the people so dramatically when the numbers as far as deaths are concerned are not as dramatic as they are portrayed. Uh, yes, every death from COVID is a terrible tragedy. I had mentioned that a recent study has shown that 94% of the cases of people who are dying uh, with COVID associated to their death certificates, only 6% have actually died from COVID. Why are you not vaccinated? I'll just tell you right now, if you don't want to get the vaccine, then don't get the dang vaccine, and you should not be forced to get the vaccine. And the second question I'm going to ask next hour is, when big government comes to your business of 100 employees or more and demands that you have all your employees vaccinated or when big government or big business comes to you as an employee and says, you take the vaccine or you're fired, what are you going to do? What have you done? I am an independent contractor. I work at home. I have a home studio, a glorious home studio. If you'd like to see my glorious home studio and my glorious face. You can see me on uh, Rumble Live right now, also on Twitch and Facebook at Rob Carson Show. So I don't have to have the vaccine. I'm going to be very careful in how I present this to you. Because normally I wouldn't give a rat's behind if you know my vaccine status or not. Okay? I have two family members, children a 21-year-old, and a 16-year-old, they both got the vaccine. It was their choice. Uh, their mother approved of that choice. I could have easily said to my daughter, no, don't take the vaccine. But, of course, she's in high school. She's, uh, you know, 16 years old. Everybody in school, uh, you know, vaccinated or wears a mask every day. And uh, a lot of the times they look at dad and they don't go, we worship your conservative lineage and whatnot. No, not really. No, they, they, they go to public schools and, and they occasionally listen to me. But they, they ultimately decided. And I said, okay, fine, get it. I don't care. If you really think it's that important, I think it's unnecessary. 
for you, uh, my son, who's 21 years old and completely healthy, for you, my daughter, who's 16 years old and completely healthy. And if you look at the numbers with regard to COVID infection, even after school systems have opened, it's not a big deal. My wife is a couple of years my junior, is still in her early 50s. No issues, factors, or otherwise that she needs to worry about with regard to obesity or diabetes or any comorbidities or whatever. But she opted to get the vaccine. And that's cool. Have I entertained getting the vaccine? Mm, mm, briefly. But I guess maybe I feel like I'm, I guess I'm, I'm one of the luckiest people in the world. I had to work six months into the pandemic at a car dealership where I met hundreds of people and shook hands and didn't wear a mask. And uh, in my entire car dealership of uh, 300 people who worked there, one person had COVID. They stayed at home for 14 days and they never had any symptoms. So, And also, I don't know anybody who died of it. So maybe I'm the luckiest person alive. Maybe I'm completely tone deaf to the suffering of millions of people. Or we're being played to some degree. And when you see a man who spent his entire life lying, lying, promoting the vaccine, it makes me go, I don't think so. Things have changed since the Sony Walkman. Remember that back in the 80s and you'd put the headphones over your ears and you'd go out and you'd walk around everything and, you you know, the, the, the battery in your Walkman would last a couple hours. Well, now there are earbuds and lots and lots of them out there. Raycon wireless earbuds are exceptional. Why? Well, because they have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. Like this podcast. Yeah? Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up. Maybe you need something to kind of meditate, clear your head. Kids are making noise in the background. Raycon started half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycon's come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So you really can't lose. Give them a try and you will see what I mean. I promise you. Check this out. Go to buyraycon.com slash Newsmax and get 15% off your Raycon order. Okay? Buyraycon.com slash Newsmax to save 15% on Raycons. Again, buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. Joining us on the Newsmax hotline is former Trump deputy national security advisor and author of Revolution, Trump, Washington, and We the People, Katie McFarland. Hello and a happy Friday to you. Well, happy Friday to you, too. Thanks K- for having me on. In all the years, Katie, that I wanted you to, uh, to be on my show, and, and I you know, didn't get into talk radio until uh, later on, and we started syndicating on Monday, I've always wanted to tell you that not only do I appreciate you as a pundit, as a leader, uh, but I also like your voice. I've always liked your voice, and and you know you, you know you could do a you could do a a, a book to tape kind of thing. But you, with your voice, you could read a toothpaste label, and I'd go. I I want to listen to this. I can listen to it. I, this, I I've always wanted to say that to you. I've just been, I've been a fan of your voice. Oh, well, let me tell you two things. First what? of all, I did write a book called Revolution. And I did the audio book to it. So if I you so got to get it. The sound of my voice, you could hear it for like 10 hours. Just you could listen. you could read a Captain Crunch label. I'd be like, I'll listen. Oh, I must listen. So <laughs> anyway. The other thing they say is, you know, you've got a face for radio. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> I don't look well, too bad you. on television. I appreciate the compliment. Thank you so I, much. I don't, I don't look too bad on TV. I'm on uh, Nutrisystem. I hope to look better. Because uh, in this case, uh, television put on 40 pounds. Um, so let's talk. Um, I'm seeing shades of uh, Welcome Back Carter here. Um, I'm seeing uh, essentially kind of an oil embargo from the Middle East. And now Iranian-backed Houthis taking over an embassy in Yemen. Uh, 
um, are we? We're seeing we're seeing the same thing, aren't we? Yeah, and I mean, it, this is Jimmy Carter deja vu all over again. Um, but the difference is that this time around, the United States is in a position to, and was, and under the Trump administration, energy independent. In other words, we had gone from being dependent on Middle East oil and sort of at the whims of any of the Middle East Arab dictators, to be an energy independent so that other countries would come to us for energy. Not only do we have enough for ourselves, we had enough to export. And as a result of that, we were driving the price of oil and natural gas down around the world, and it had the added effect of it bankrupted Iran, bankrupted Russia, bankrupted our enemies, and it put China in the position where it needed energy imports and potentially American energy imports. But we threw that all away because... President Biden comes in, he cancels the Keystone Pipeline. They're now talking about canceling the pipeline that goes through Michigan. As a result, oil prices, natural gas prices go sky high. Um, And now President Biden is in the position of begging Iran, begging Russia, please pump more oil, please export more natural gas. And the world is now once again dependent on the Middle East. Europe is once again dependent upon Russia for its energy. And the United States is now, once again, just like in the Carter administration, seen staggering inflation, not only in oil and natural gas, but in every other product, because energy is an, a, a critical component of a, anything we make. So you can expect the high energy prices, the high gasoline prices will lead to high heating oil prices, yeah. will lead to high prices for anything that's made in the United States or elsewhere in the world, and it's a terrible downward spiral. We are right I mean, where we were in 1978. This is going to get worse, though, KT, oh, because this, sure is, this is intentional. This is intentional. KT, I hate to tell you this. I don't think they're really pressuring OPEC to produce more. Uh, we have heard from the, 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 the person who's been nominated to uh, head the currency. She is a communist and about communist. She said the goal is to drive fossil fuel out of business. We heard from, uh, from uh, Barack Obama in 2008 saying that uh, energy prices would skyrocket. His energy secretary said they wanted European-style gas prices. This is another one of the, the moist dreams of the class of 1968. So this is all intentional, and I, it's not going to stop at $4. Oh, it's, gosh, it's going to go to $8. Yeah, minimum. Yeah, minimum. I mean, if you can get it, it'll have to be rationed. And, and it is also, I mean, it is so, it, it's like war on the middle class of America. You know, because I get the fact that they don't like the, the, the energy, but energy doesn't come from electricity. Electricity gets its energy from someplace, right? Oil, natural mm-hmm. gas. Electricity, when they say, well, we're going to get electric cars and all that, well, where do they think it comes from? Like the plug in the wall? Yeah. It comes yeah. from somewhere. It has to be generated from someplace. So it's generated from oil and natural gas. Mm-hmm. And in the case now, because they've shut down so much of the energy industry in the United States, China is saying, forget about this. We're just yeah. going to build more coal plants. So if they really cared about the environment, which I'm not sure they really do, I think no. they like to virtue signal. Oh, yes. If they really cared about the environment, they would allow American energy manufacturing to go ahead. Because now, American natural gas is cheaper and cleaner than any other fossil fuel on the planet. And as a result of banning American natural gas and banning American oil, we're now stuck with Middle East oil, yeah. Russian oil, coal from China. It's the worst possible combination. Yeah, John Kirby, uh, who, I mean, dear God, how did he get his job? He was asked which is a bigger threat, climate change or China. Um, he could not uh, say, although the Chinese have giant cutouts of American aircraft carriers being used as targets, I would say uh, China really is uh, clearly 
uh, gigantic threat, and it's very dangerous that we have people higher ups in the Defense Department that would say something this stupid. Well, but here's the thing: if climate really climate change was such an issue, why don't they let us have clean coal? I mean, clean natural gas. Yeah. If, if they really thought that way, and it, it, it's like this willful blindness and the arrogance of the elite, the woke elite, who thinks they know so much better than anybody else, and yet they're screwing things up right, left, and center, but that isn't stopping them. You know, the thing, and it's also, it's also changeable, so reversible, so quickly. Yes. You know, if we just went ahead and um, allowed the Keystone Pipeline to be produced, we could, and we allow the energy industry in the United States to thrive, take the shackles off of, and the, and the super over-regulation of oil and natural gas industry, we would be once again energy independent. Our economy would ter- be in terrific shape. We would not have these supply chain shortages. And meanwhile, the Chinese would have to be beholden to us, and they w- wouldn't be busy sort of shoving things in our face and ca- threatening war with the United States. You know, it, Joe Biden is having a, a virtual summit with the Chinese next week. Mm. We shouldn't be having a summit with the Chinese. The Chinese, every other day, are making fun of Joe Biden, are taunting the United States. Why are we going hat in hand to China? We don't need to do this. And we could so easily reverse course with our relationship with China, with the energy industry, with the screwed up economy, by just a few steps. And yet they're unwilling to make them. I had spoken to uh, Gordon Zhang the other day. He's still predicting that China is going to collapse within six months, which makes them even more dangerous. Um, and China, you know, uh, with uh, possibly on a war footing, um, I, I'm trying to decide what kind of sense that would make, considering how much they depend on our uh, trade with China, that they would do something as foolhardy as attempting to pick a fight with the U.S. What are your thoughts? I think China may be desperate enough. You know, here's the thing. China, China wants Taiwan, and they want it very badly. Why? For national pride purposes. But they also want Taiwan under their control because then they control the South China Sea, and that's the most important maritime trade route in the world. So all American trade that goes back and forth from Asia to the United States goes through the South China Sea. If China controls that, they can turn it on, they can turn it off whenever they feel like it. And the other thing is that Taiwan makes 90% of the semiconductors in American manufacturing. Wow. And so if the China controls Taiwan, and the United States says, well, wait, we want to do this, we want to do that, and that we don't want to do what Beijing tells us, well, China can just say, great, <laughs> you know, we're going to just turn off your semiconductor. We're going to just shut down manufacturing, which is what would happen. And, and again, there's so many things that we could do so quickly, so easily, that would be great for our economy, great for the environment, terrific for American foreign policy, and yet the woke elite in Washington, just they just won't do it. Well, I think they want to uh, ruin the country. That's, that's what uh, fundamental cannot, transformation getting, is all I'm about. I'm finally concluding that that yeah. might be their, their, their end result, because they don't think America deserves to lead. They don't think there's yeah. anything special about America. And just think how they're – think twice. They should think twice about what the world's going to be like if China's calling the shots. All right. Well, KT McFarland, I greatly appreciate your time today. Always a treat to have you on. You've got this great book, uh, Revolution, Trump, Washington, and We the People. I am getting the audio book this weekend. <laughs> well, I'll be talking to you then. Well, you know, no, seriously, I'm going, I'm going to the mother of the in-laws for, um, for Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going to make – everybody in the car is going to be listening to you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't give him my cell phone number. I'll be in really big trouble with <laughs> All right. Have a blessed weekend. It was okay, great to talk you to you. Too. Thanks so much for having me on. We're going to get into uh, uh, Hunter Biden, his laptop, his father, and his father being the most corrupt president in the history of the country. He is absolutely the most corrupt president in the history of the country, and everybody knows about it. Everybody knows it. 
and it's beginning to sink the SS Titanic. It is sinking the SS Titanic, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, and uh, Merrick Garland's wife, yeah. She is uh, closely linked to the Brennan Center and connected with far-left groups working to prevent 2020 election audits. Huh, huh, huh. This is the Gateway Pundit. Today we have uncovered information that Garland's wife is an election specialist with connections to nonprofits attempting to prevent any election audits in the 2020 election. Now, they noticed, uh, first, there was a very limited information on Lynn Gardner and her background and work online. There was an announcement of Garland's daughter's marriage where it was noted that Garland's wife advises government and non-government groups on voting system security and accuracy issues. Dear God, this led Gateway Pundit to uh, find some materials where Miss Lynn Gardner or Garland is noted in a report of individuals with Election Verification Network, which is a far-left group. She is a co-executive editor of Principles and Best Practices of Post-Election Audits. She served on a team evaluating optical scan systems for Maryland State Board of Elections. Several of the other individuals connected with the Election Verification Network with far-left nonprofits that worked to prevent audits of the 2020 election. Miss Garland co-wrote an article with the Brennan Center in Verified Voting. The Brennan Center was involved in an attempt to stop the Maricopa County audit, along with Liz Howard. And they also are connected with Harry Hurst, who also audited New Hampshire and who met with the U.N. She co-authored articles with individuals and entities critical of audits after the 2020 election who actually tried to stop these audits. Miss Garland was silent as her husband threatened those participating in the Arizona audit. You got in heaven. Unbelievable. They think we're stupid. The SS Titanic is taking on water. <laughs> it is taking on water. <sighs> New smoking gun emails show how Hunter Biden actually introduced Joe Biden to a Ukrainian businessman from Burisma. He was a board member. They met and had dinner in Washington, D.C. He wrote Hunter and said, thanks for introducing me to your dad. And eight months later, the prosecutor looking into Burisma was fired because Joe Biden said that uh, the country, uh, Ukraine, would lose a billion dollars in loan guarantees if he didn't fire the prosecutor looking into Burisma where Hunter Biden was a board member, even though he has no qualifications, and uh, he introduced him to the president of the United States. He, if, if Hunter Biden got fifty to eighty thousand bucks a month, what was what was Joe Biden's piece of that? Because they also said that Joe Biden got at least ten percent, sometimes half. Joe Biden said, "I looked at them and I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." He bragged to the Council on Foreign Relations, "Well, son of a bee, he got fired." We've all seen that. The FBI sat on the laptop through the election. The mainstream media declared all mention of Hunter Biden's laptop verboten, forbidden, misinformation, disinformation, when it wasn't. It was absolutely 100% true. We have the biggest political scandal in the history of our country and the most corrupt president in the history of our country in the White House. Here is Miranda Devine talking about the laptop cover-up. Well, exactly. The New York Post story uh, broke uh, on October 14, which is more than two weeks before the election. It should have been covered. And instead, it was actively suppressed. It was ignored. Um, We heard... uh, 
Project Veritas had these CNN morning news conference meetings that were leaked and in there they said look we're not going to cover this uh, they were proud of it because they said there's nothing new in the New York Post information well there was a lot of new stuff in what yeah. we published from Hunter Biden's laptop and that included for the very first time uh, evidence that that the vice president, then vice president Joe Biden, was, knew about what was going on with his family's influence peddling schemes around the world and was actively involved. We have a, a media that has the greatest guarantor of freedom of expression available to it. And our mainstream media chooses to do what North Korea does. They actually do the state's bidding even though they don't have to. It's breathtaking. It's really breathtaking. The mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party all colluded to, to stop the story of Hunter Biden's laptop, among other things. The SS Titanic is taking on water, and it's going to go down before his term is over. Here's more from uh, Miranda Devine. I believe she was on Laura, Laura Ingram's show, by the way. I'll give her credit. All of that was a story, and yet you had uh, not just active suppression, but you had big tech uh, locking our Twitter account, uh, throttling the story on Facebook. And then you had 50 intelligence operatives signing a letter saying that this looked, even though they had no idea, they hadn't seen the laptop, looked like they hadn't even read our stories, said, oh, this looks very much like uh, a Russian disinformation operation. And that, of course... There's no evidence of that at all. ...green light to all those media outfits like CNN and Washington Post and NPR and so mm-hmm. on and on um, to, to pretend that our story was Russian disinformation, that we effectively at the New York Post were acting as Russian agents. Here's her thoughts, by the way, Miranda Devine's thoughts on Americans and believing the 2020 election was stolen, like I do. Well, it's not just conservatives. I've seen polls showing that 30 percent of Democrats at almost half the country thinks that there was something untoward. 30s, 30 percent of Democrats. What about the election? And um, look, it's a serious problem. And the reason for it is because the Democrats decided uh, under the cover of COVID that they would change the rules the last minute that has just there's nothing to see here that is misinformation disinformation verboten uh, added with all this mailing ballots which is so susceptible to which is what they're doing in the state of virginia terry mcauliffe is trying to steal the election with the help of uh, what's her face from georgia board uh industrial strength um uh, mail-in balloting it's just added to this terrible sense that something didn't go right with the election and uh, I, I don't know how you fix that because people have a feeling already before inauguration day that if joe biden is in there he is not a legitimate president and that's something held by you know almost half the country uh, that's very damaging i i would say that pretty uh, that's pretty much earth shattering but the mainstream media chooses not to cover what nearly half of the country says happened nearly half of the country says the election was stolen that's why i say it was stolen That's why the world is saying it. The world is saying it. Do you know the number one downloaded on uh, R&B and hip-hop is a song called uh, Let's Go Brandon? I don't have it in front of me right now. Number one song, Let's Go Brandon, which is, you know, F.U. Biden. They cleaned it up and they called it Let's Go Brandon because of a NASCAR race. and You know the story. Number one. People are chanting it. People are chanting Let's Go Brandon and the other one. 
all over the country by the millions, by the millions, by the millions in stadiums that just until a couple months ago, people went to stadiums without masks on and they were all going to die. They were all going to die. Where are the body pits? By the way, just real quick, where are the body pits outside of the football stadiums and where are all the massive spread, spreading events, the super spreading events, all these games are super spreading events according to Anthony Fauci, but it's not happening. Why? You're being played. You're being played, yeah, in a giant way, on just about everything. The American people are getting it. They understand it. They know it's happening. As every day ticks away, the Democrat Party is sweating. And eventually, that ship's going down. It's going down. And we didn't even need a civil war, which is what some people are saying. I don't. Because the weight of dishonesty, corruption, and evil ultimately will always fall. It is time for me to go, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you for listening today. The show is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, If you would like to, and I would appreciate it if you do this, go to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, and if you would, give me a review. Right now, I've got a lot of five-star reviews, and I greatly appreciate it. If you like the show, if you like the humor, you like the content, because I put a lot of content into this sucker, then please leave a nice review for me. That would be gigantic. That would be gigantic. Big things are coming, guys. I am blessed to be here. God bless you. God bless our police. God bless our military. Never forget Ashley Babbitt's name. And above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.